WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The City of St. Joseph and Cornerstone Alliance will be working together on a couple of projects to spruce up the downtown area. At a meeting last night, Cornerstone's Andrew Hahn told city commissioners about a program to offer grants to downtown property owners to improve their facades. You've got a spot that has been unattractive, hasn't had the work done, and has been vacant for a long time. This is a great way to kind of send a signal, hey, we're ready for a new tenant in our in our space. This will fund improvements to existing businesses that drive immediate and sustained increases in sales and traffic. Under the plan, Cornerstone Alliance will put up $25,000, while the City and Downtown Development Authority will contribute another 50000 so businesses could apply for matching grants of up to $10,000 to improve their fronts. Cornerstone Alliance will hold a workshop on February 15th for interested parties. Also last night, Cornerstone proposed a project to improve a public space at Pleasant and Court Streets by the Court Place Plaza. Assistant City Manager Emily Hackworth said the plan could include decorative lighting benches and a fire pit. We've got the social district on both sides of Main Street, and so there's a lot happening there. And this is yet another opportunity to really develop this space on the east side of Main Street and connect the two. For this second project, Cornerstone has offered $25,000, while the city and DDA will put up another $50,000. The state would match up to $50,000 raised through an accompanying crowdfunding campaign through its Public Spaces Community Places program. Han said this is similar to a recent program in Watervliet. City commissioners approved both projects last night. There's plenty of new developments happening within the St. Joseph Department of Public Safety as Director Steve Newbecker gave an update to residents at a community meeting of the St. Joe City Commission last night. He went over their 2022 highlights that included new drones for the department. A $40,000 grant also helped the department obtain new tasers. The new motto is equipped with a camera that automatically activates when removed from the officer's holster. It's also equipped with a warning arc, which may allow officers to achieve compliance without needing to deploy the probes. Newbecker said after the successful launch of surveillance cameras along the bluff, the department is planning additional cameras for this year. This year, we're going to add downtown cameras and city hall cameras, front and back city hall cameras, along with cameras in our downtown. We're hoping over the next three years to place cameras at Tiscornia and Lions Park Beach. Newbecker noted in 2022, his department was able to station two school resource officers at St. Joseph Public Schools. They also expanded to Our Lady of the Lake and Trinity Lutheran. That program will continue thanks to $200,000 in federal funding. As for fire operations, he said the department's looking at adding automatic aid agreements with Benton Harbor and St. Joseph Township after success with Benton Township and Lincoln Township. A grant of more than $900,000 has been awarded to the United Way of Southwest Michigan for work on the Indiana-Michigan River Valley Trail. Be Healthy Berrien's Dawn Marie Smith tells us the trail runs around South Bend and Mishawaka, and there are plans to expand it into Niles and then Berrien Springs. The $912,000 federal grant announced today will go toward phase one of the Michigan part of the project in Niles. The proposed trail section follows the westerly property line of Clem Park Golf Course, and it crosses over to Wajik River and some other properties. So that is our initial focus, is the Clem Park to Pucker Street. Smith says the goal is to eventually connect the trail from Niles to Berrien Springs to St. Joseph. It'll be a combination of dedicated trails, but then there could be, just depending on where we are in the trail, could be some off-road or 
sort of the side shoulder of some roads. The United Way is the administrator of the grant and will work with the Department of Housing and Urban Development to get started on construction. Smith says the date is not yet known. She notes retired Congressman Fred Upton helped the United Way to secure the funding. Southwest Michigan high school students are gearing up for the annual first robotics season, which means WSJM is getting ready to host the ninth season of Robotics Roundtable starting Tuesday, February 28th. We caught up with Roundtable host Tim Dunage, who's been involved with first robotics events ever since 2011. He told us more about what to expect from the broadcast this year. Robotics Roundtable is really about the chance to give students the opportunity to talk about their team what they're doing, what they're experiencing, how they've benefited, the downfalls that they've had. Just let them gain a voice to be able to share with, you know, listening audience and with me locally what they're doing. St. Joseph High School will host a competition with 40 teams from around the state from a Thursday, March 9th through Saturday, March 11th. For the first broadcast of Robotics Roundtable, Dunaj says they'll talk to some global organizers for FIRST Robotics to find out why they're involved in the nonprofit group. Turns out a lot of people would really like to move to a four-day work week. A Robert Half staffing survey shows 93% of U.S. managers support a four-day work week for their teams. Recruitment manager Shannon Edlinger says one group in particular supports the idea. Gen X came in at 81%. So that is the birth date between 1965 and 1980. People who have worked for their company for five to nine years. And HR professionals and administrative professionals. Edlinger says a four-day work week might not be for every industry. And set for this weekend is the St. Joseph Ice Festival. St. Joe Today's Daniel Crevier tells us the ice carvers will get to work downtown on Friday at 5 p.m. And everyone can check out the fire and ice tower at 8 more ice carving will take place on Saturday. We've got the professional team competition that kicks things off. So you can watch teams carve blocks of ice into frosty creations. And that happens from 730 to 4. And then from 11 to 4, we've got our ice interactives that are mostly along State Street. We've got our ice tic-tac-toe, the fish toss, ice bowling, ice ski ball, and a hole-in-one putt-putt golf this year. There's also the ice throne, which she says is great for photos and a scavenger hunt. Crevier says the ice sculptors come in from all over the Midwest and can create art representing just about anything. St. Joe today is expecting good weather for the weekend, and everyone's invited to head downtown for winter fun and games. You can find a full schedule for the festival at stjoetoday.com. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. A tense fight is brewing between the White House and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy over raising the nation's debt ceiling ahead of a high-stakes meeting tomorrow. ABC's Faith Abube has more. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is firing back at President Biden after a White House memo shows the president plans to demand two things of him when the two meet face-to-face to discuss the nation's debt ceiling on Wednesday. Any type of gimmicks or political games is just irresponsible. I, I want to be responsible about this. I, I want to sit down. I want to talk to him. I think... We could find common ground. According to the memo, the president wants McCarthy to commit to avoiding a devastating default on the nation's debt obligations and for him to detail budget cuts congressional Republicans are demanding in order to vote for raising the nation's debt ceiling. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. Police departments across the country deploy plainclothes squads of officers and unmarked cars to tackle increasing crime rates or get guns off the street. But those groups build as departments as elite officers often employ aggressive tactics use force more often than their uniformed counterparts and lack supervision. 
The beating and death of Tyree Nichols by five former Memphis police officers who belong to an anti-crime unit has renewed scrutiny on the groups of officers and the culture of what some advocates call jump-out boys. Advocates say the results-oriented teams, who have been accused of planting evidence and needlessly roughing up suspects, use pretextual stops to search for evidence of larger crimes. White House officials announced today President Joe Biden is set to end the COVID-19 national and public health emergencies on May 11th. ABC's Karen Travers has more on the possible effects for Americans as those orders come to an end. Vaccines, treatments, and tests, those are things that people have really relied on. If you have insurance, you'll likely continue to get your vaccines for free, but tests and treatments might not be a guarantee going forward. Also, potentially big changes for people on Medicaid who might now be removed from that program. States were not allowed to do that during the pandemic era because of the public health emergency. Once that's lifted, the states have a lot more flexibility. Republican Congressman George Santos of New York has told GOP colleagues he's temporarily stepping down from his two congressional committees. The move comes amid a host of ethics issues and a day after he met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Santos has faced numerous calls for his resignation and is facing multiple investigations by prosecutors over his personal and campaign finances, as well as lies on his resume and family background. Santos was assigned to the House Committee on Small Business and to the House Science, Space and Technology Committee. Congressman Tom Cole of Oklahoma said the decision was well-received from the GOP conference. In a prepared statement, Santos said he wanted to focus on serving his constituents without distractions. An ice storm hitting Texas and other parts of the Midwest is causing problems, as we hear from ABC's Alex Stone. On the ground, the ice storm is causing power problems. Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying the power grid is expected to withstand the storm, but there will be issues. Icing of electric infrastructure and power lines. But for those in the air trying to fly, the sleet, ice, snow, and even thunder and lightning hitting the middle part of the country is a problem. Southwest and American Airlines have big operations in Texas. They have hundreds of canceled flights, and the Dallas area airports have the most canceled flights of any airports in the world. Alex Stone, ABC News. Ukraine has won support from Baltic nations and Poland for its weeks-long quest to obtain Western fighter jets. The ambition follows pledges by some larger nations last week to send Kiev sophisticated modern tanks to help it beat back Russia's invasion force after almost a year of fighting there. The Estonian foreign minister urged, quote, all Western community countries to speed up military help for Kiev, including fighter jets. Poland, Slovakia and the Baltic countries on NATO's eastern flank feel especially threatened by Russia. The Ukrainian defense minister held talks with his French counterpart, saying they did not discuss specific fighter jets, but did talk about aviation platforms. A nationwide manhunt isn't testifying for a suspect who police say is preying on women that he meets on dating apps. Police in Oregon say 36-year-old Benjamin Foster brutally tied up and beat a woman. He has a history of abusing women and holding one woman captive for two weeks in Las Vegas several years ago. He met another woman on a dating app recently. She helped him get rid of his car. Now on the run, police believe he may be using online dating apps to groom victims and to get help. Chief Warren Hensman with Grants Pass, Oregon Police. The scene was horrific. This is a bad man that needs to be captured. They believe he has likely changed his appearance and is actively on dating apps. French authorities say an estimated 1.27 million people joined in a Tuesday nationwide protest against the government's planned pension reforms. In a victory for unions fighting the planned raising of the retirement age, the figure exceeds the estimated 1 million who took part in a first round of protests January 19th. The government was forced to acknowledge that it hears the questions and doubts raised by the reforms. The eight unions organizing the demonstrations promptly announced they would organize new protests on February 7th and 11th. 
The powerful CGT union claimed 2.8 million protesters marched on Tuesday. In the Capitol, police said 87,000 people took to the streets. And there's been a major announcement in the world of comic book movies, including details on a new Superman. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Get ready for an all-new Superman. Superman Legacy is the first film announced by the brand new team tasked with revamping the DC comic books universe on film, James Gunn and Peter Safran. The two outlining their vision for the brand Tuesday. The centerpiece, Superman Legacy, will hit theaters in July of 2025. Written by James Gunn. No word yet who will star, but it will not be the previous Superman, Henry Cavill. A movie called The Brave and the Bold will feature Batman and Robin. Supergirl is getting her own film, and there's a Swamp Thing movie in the works. There will also be several complimentary TV series. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.